The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, and can can be found on page 1501 in your pew Bible. Matthew 5, 1 through 12. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. And his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, They persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, because we know nothing good comes from any other source. What kind of holiness do we find amongst the saints of God? As soon as we ask this question, our sinful flesh wants to answer this way. A saint is a person who is holy in their actions by being loving and caring and helpful, etc. And our flesh wants to locate the holiness of a saint by and in their works. But this is not the kind of holiness that Jesus was talking about in the Beatitudes when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, or those who mourn, or the meek. 
the merciful, etc. That's not what he was talking about. You see, many people go to church hoping to see saints. They hope to see people who are charitable and giving and merciful. And they hope to see holy people. But these people who go looking for saints are almost always disappointed. Because instead of saints, they find sinners. They see people acting in very unforgiving and uncharitable ways. The people that should look like saints appear to be nothing of the kind. So people are often offended by the church because it's so full of sinners. That's my shocked face. Is it possible that you may have suspected that someone in the church, someone in the church is not a saint because they so easily fall into sin? Perhaps you may have wondered even that about yourself. Are you holy enough to be a saint? The world and the flesh judge people by their good works. And if you are self-sacrificing and loving then you're called a saint. And if you are gentle and slow to anger, you act like a saint. But just how holy, just how holy do you have to be in order to be a saint? We cannot go by the world's standards since they understand neither God nor his saints. Nor can we judge by our wretched flesh, our self-righteous flesh. You see, Jesus gives us standards in the text this day. That is to be merciful, to be pure in heart, and to be peacemakers. And as we examine ourselves, we may conclude that well, sometimes we're merciful, but are we merciful enough? And sometimes we make peace, and sometimes we end up unable to make peace, but it's always the other guy's problem because he can't compromise and admit he was wrong. I was looking in the mirror. And that's the reason I can't reach peace. It's his fault. But then there's that other standard that he gives us, pure in heart. And that's a tough standard. What's pure? Well, what's pure is pure. Is 50% pure? How about 99%? Is that pure? No. Only 100% will do. As Jesus said, be perfect 
just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Did you hear that? Now, many people think their hearts are pure. <clears throat> They're wrong. Jesus, the Lord, who knows all men's hearts, said this, Out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, and these all defile a man. Matthew 15, 19. Emphasis mine. Now, if you think that's just some men's hearts, but not others, then listen to what God said in the time of Noah. In quotes, the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. God was not saying that about the wicked people who perished in the flood. He said those words when the only people left were Noah and his family. Are there any people? I mean, is there anyone on earth who has a pure heart? We may try to delude ourselves, but we could only be lying to ourselves and to God if we thought that, yes, there was somebody with a pure heart. We are all impure in heart. We all fail God's standards for how to be a saint in our thoughts, in our words, in our deeds, by what we have done, by what we have left undone. It is not only our thoughts, but also what we say and do that mark us as unrighteous and unholy. If we try to judge our lives, and if we judge by our lives, we are most certainly not saints. We must admit that we are poor in spirit, that is, lacking in spirit. We should mourn because we realize how lowly and meek we are in our sinfulness. Think this. I just heard you say it. I said it with you. If we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. You see, those characteristics to be poor and meek and to mourn for our lack of righteousness are nothing else and mean nothing else than to be repentant. We are impure, and we know it. We are sad that we have failed to uphold God's law. And when you see someone who brags about how good they are, but they never admit that they sin against God and their neighbor, that person ain't no saint. They are depending on their own holiness to be pleasing to God. They may even condemn you for not being as good as they are. Those are the people that are so humble, they're proud of it.
But you're different. You are different. You confessed your lack of holiness like an aching hunger, like a burning thirst. You know you're empty, and you desire to be filled. And that is what it is to be repentant. That is the first part of what it is to be a saint. You, who repent of your sins, are the saints of God. And the second part of being a saint is to be blessed. That means to receive the gracious gifts of God. God blesses you. You do not bless yourself. So you do not have your own righteousness or holiness based on what you do. Instead, you receive God's own holiness as a gift. Where do you see this holiness? That's a good question. It is in Christ Jesus your Lord. He is your and my righteousness. Jesus Christ is the source and the fountain of all holiness. Therefore, all saints must receive from him the holiness that makes them saints. In this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus shows us the standard of holiness that only he, only he can live up to. He is pure in heart, since only he, the virgin born, was conceived without the tiniest stain or speck of sin. And his heart alone is filled with love unmixed with any impurity. He alone is perfectly righteous, since he alone is true God in flesh. And he is also merciful, since he looked with pity on our tortured race. His mercy drove him to take our flesh and to suffer our punishment. So he became also the peacemaker. For he, and only he, has established peace between God and you and me. Now, upon another mountain, not the mount of this sermon, but Mount Calvary, where Christ laid down his life to make peace, on that Good Friday, the communion of the saints was created in blood. Holiness poured from his wounds to cover your unrighteousness. In, in his death, he made you a saint. In his rising, he showed you that saints are immortal. And in the font, in the font, he baptized you so that your heart has been washed clean of every spot. You are pure. Since the purest water 
the water of God's holiness, has been poured upon you. And because you are a saint, there are some things that you can know for certain. Now, even right now, the kingdom of heaven is yours. Now, you are comforted by the gospel in Christ. The gospel of Christ. But in the future, you will be comforted by him face to face. Now, you rule on earth as kings, yet not visibly. In the future, you will inherit the whole earth visibly. Now the saints on earth are satisfied in their hunger and thirst for righteousness by eating and drinking the meal of righteousness, your Lord's say, excuse me, your Lord's supper that gives you forgiveness. But in the future, you will be filled inside and out with the holiness of God. Right now you see God indirectly, indirectly like through the means of grace as, as, as through a mirror. But in the future, we will gaze upon his glorious, holy face directly. And now you are called the sons of God, for that is what you are. Now and to all eternity through faith, faith in Christ. <laughs> Opportunity's calling. You can also know that on this earth you will be persecuted, if only in, in small ways. You will be insulted and slandered because your righteousness is alien and strange to the world. Even many who call themselves Christians will not understand why they're being persecuted. But take heart when, you, when they speak evil against you. That's what Jesus said. You are the saints of God. And it does not matter if they call you wicked because God calls you righteous. There is a great reward waiting for you in heaven. And this present life is only a brief moment compared to eternity. So do not seek the false peace of the world. They will give you rest if you will compromise with them. But you, you, you don't need that fake peace, that short-term peace. True peace is in Christ alone. In Christ alone who is yours. True peace is in the gospel that is in your ears right now and on your lips. For you also, hear this, you also are now peacemakers whenever you speak forgiveness. You are merciful since you can bestow 
the mercy of God, which is far, far better than any human mercy. So never forget that you are saints of God, that you are full of his light and life and holiness in Jesus Christ, his son. In the name of Jesus, amen.